I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. God, it's early. I'm only realising how early it is now. The rules are simple. Every episode we can read out as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it'll be the main attraction at Dream Factory Land, inspired by the new $1 billion development at Disney World, the Star Wars development, which is very exciting. Joel and John have both chipped in 50 quid each to open their very own podcast theme park. I'm Joel, a man who puts the big one in Blackpool Pleasure Beach, and I can't say those words. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has never ridden a roller coaster, claiming them to both be simultaneously terrifying and beneath him. Yes. Hello, John. That is true. That's all theme park based? Pardon? That was all theme park based? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch other people very closely on a roller coaster. Do you coaster. like roller coasters? Yeah, no, I, I, I can vibe with a roller coaster. I don't like that. We've definitely been, we've definitely done theme park chat before. I think there was an entire episode we dedicated to childhood stories from theme parks. Oh, so really? Okay. We probably shouldn't. I don't remember anything that happened before. I know. Maybe Seven I woke seconds. up today. Oh, awful, isn't it? Yeah. Can I start? A raw baby's been born. We haven't talked about that before. Congratulations <laughs> to the royal family. Thank you very much. Are you going to play the national anthem there or something? Uh, I'll play the Dream Factory theme tune. Good, but with some sort of royal... <laughs> that sounded like the Senders theme tune at first. Uh, what about this one from Jake? Um, this is from a Guardian article. I mean, it's an article that's been on most uh, broadsheet newspapers and the tabloids too. Whale with harness could be a Russian weapon. Oh, yeah, sometimes these film ideas write themselves. Yeah. It's the he, next Pixar film. He says, oh, well, he's saying, I think this could be a sinister sequel to Flipper. <gasps> is the whale, is is the whale... What happens at the end of Flipper? Does Flipper uh, just be free? Flipper, Flipper... Is Flipper, no, Flipper, is Flipper in captivity? I'm pretty sure Flipper joins MI5, and that's why he's suggesting this Russian whale could be well, the villain of the I see, sequel. okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he becomes a dub... It could, it could be a sequel to Free Willy. Free? This could be Free Willy. That's how they say it Is the third Russia. Free Willy film called Three Willy? Uh, are there three Free Willy films? Oh, come on, yeah. Because it was at the time where they would make one cinema film. And oh, they and just keep out. fucking churning out. out. There's still Land Before Time's coming out now. Exactly. It's a disgrace. How have they not reached the land of time yet? Well, <laughs> it's a joke you've said before. Is it really? It bears repeating. Oh, my God. 
This is unbelievable. Just go back and listen to an old episode instead of listening to this one <laughs> when I was younger and could remember things. Today, today's episode is inadvertently Eclipse show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should repeat myself. <laughs> I'd love that in a TV show, a clip show where they act out the... old scenes, but they're all just older and more jaded, <laughs> but on significantly more money. Episode, well, how's your paycheck? I mean, that's what happens in sitcoms, isn't it? Oh, uh... I haven't. They get big wedge. I haven't. I, I don't. I'm so rich from the Dream Factory account that I don't even check to see how much more they're paying me. <laughs> now we're on 93 episodes. You just let your agent handle all negotiations. Yeah. We're the Ru- richest podcasters in the world. Russian whale with harness. What's what's this Russian whale doing? The Why thing- is there so much talk about the harness? Well, without the harness, it's just, it's a, just a whale. I, well, it's Russian. <laughs> and also, who determines it's Russian? I don't associate animals with having a nationality. Do you? <laughs> Well, they have you got any pets? Have your family got any pets? Uh, no. Good. Well, I've got a dog. I don't think that it's is a, a Kent good. Dog. It's not a Kent dog. It is a Kent dog. It's got a harness. <laughs> and a briefcase that we can't unlock. Yeah. Is he working for the Russian government? The Ruffin government. Hey. No, no, no. Have I said that before? <laughs> Let me just check from my records of <laughs> jokes Joel has and hasn't made yet. Um, it would be odd if I had jokes you hadn't made yet. Just a list that'd be, that'd be terrifying. I'm waiting for you to say... And then at one point, there'll be, uh, be one last joke. And then I think, as soon as I've told that joke, I'm going to die. You, or, or you just walk out of the room and never podcast again. Oh, so it's only things I say on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not every joke I make in my life. I mean, Joe, most of your jokes in I've heard in real life. Yeah. But the ones on the podcast, I, I remember for, for repetitivity. It's good of you. You're like the archivist. Dogs have accents. What does this harness look like? Dogs have accents. Yeah, but they're not from a place. Yes, they are. They're Liverpudlian Scouse dogs. Oh, they do get passports. Exactly. They are from a place. But sea animals? Where do you draw the borders? Don't claim my dog has no nationality. I don't have a dog, so it doesn't have a nationality. All right, look. Uh, Did you say something about borders? Because you could have done a joke about border Uh, collies. That was in my list. Yeah, I was trying to to say dogs without borders at one point, but Uh, it didn't really work. I don't think a whale can be Russian. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I think this is just for a headline. Water isn't cut. Is it a oh. harness so that Putin can ride it? So he rides his horse to the sea and then he hops on the whale. Maybe. That'd be quite cool. At the risk of sounding incredibly stupid, water doesn't have a nationality. Tweet us, does water have a nationality? <laughs> you know what I We've mean? got glasses in front of us right now. What does it taste like? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the channel isn't England or France. No, it's just a bit of water. So uh, whale. No, but there is a bit that's the country because you get to international waters, don't you? Which in film and TV mm, seems to be this sexy. magical land where anything sexy happens. <laughs> but I don't really think that's true of real life. I, I, we'll do the last I've episode. Done the, maybe the channel hasn't got international waters because I've been on channel ferries and there was no sexy point. No. <laughs> Not at any point. That's the long, I, don't really, I haven't really been on many boats. All right. We'll so do maybe international. Maybe we should get a boat. final episode of the Dream. We've Factory. got a listener in Wales who works by the sea. Mm, he yeah. could take us to international waters, and things could get very sexy very quickly. Uh, interestingly, unbeknownst to Joel, that is a tease for later in this episode. Let's good, talk about I am the harness. What I do. Let's talk, I want to really nail down into this harness. How how do you attach a harness to a whale? I imagine it's just around the body, like a belt yeah. that goes around the body. Well, the image doesn't seem to make the harness particularly clear. Because a it harness would be that whale. A harness for a that could be any whale. That poor whale. <laughs> it's not even a Russian that, whale. That's really embarrassing for that whale. That could just be a normal whale, not a spine. <laughs> it's been shamed there. That whale, that whale could sue. Um, well, like when that family who were, were on the front cover of the Daily Mail for the drone thing and then were found innocent. Yeah, uh, similar to that whale. <laughs> yeah, because a harness for a human, you think about your arms are a key part of the harness. Yeah. It's like wearing a body warmer. They got fins. 
They've got. They have got fins. So you think it's got big fin holes in it? Uh, I don't know. But who? Someone has to conceive of, imagine, design, a, and then construct a harness for a whale. I, I don't want to. What's go, it harnessing to? I don't want to go off on a tangent, off on this tangent, off on the previous tangent. Mm. But just quickly for the listener, just imagine a whale with no fins, just for a second. It'll just be like a, a shiny tadpole, a giant tadpole. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Is this so? It's working for the Russian government. I feel like, let's be fair, because we live in a world where we haven't got over the idea that Russians in films can only be villains. Mm-hmm. I assume it's the bad guy in films. Oh, Joe, and TV, <laughs> and literature, and uh, limericks. Oh yeah, they're so, they're the victims. They're real yeah, victims of the really limerick are. community, which is weird because not a lot rhymes with Siberia. Uh, I think we've milked that one. Hey, what about this one from Andy? Eighth grade. It's about a girl getting really good at piano. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Simple. Just nice. And Bo Burnham plays the piano. Of course he does. And he directed the actual eighth grade. Yeah. So maybe Bo Burnham teaches a girl to be really good at the piano. Yeah. That's wholesome. I've not seen eighth grade yet. I plan to. Eighth Grade came out at the same time in the UK as a small independent movie called Avengers Endigam. Also, as far as I can tell, Eighth Grade came out in the US in like 1995. Oh, <laughs> and we're only, it's only just reaching our shores now. Maybe they, the put it, maybe they stuck the... it on a harness on a whale and said, swim that over to the, the UK, would you? The main star of that film is now 42. Dead. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, if you're a woman in the movie industry, you are dead at 42, am I right? Oh, a lovely bit of satire. Have I said that before? <laughs> I've really put you on edge, haven't I? I'm really trying to be funny. <laughs> Which normally, as you can tell, listener, I don't bother with. Natural. Oh. Uh, there you go. We took two different angles to that. That was nice. Hey, what about this one from Ben? The Curse of Lalana. So there's this film out at the moment, The Curse of La Lalana. You've probably seen posters on the tube. Although you're a scaredy cat, you've probably looked away. Yeah. It's got like a creepy nun-type character well, in, a, in a shawl. All of that means I haven't got to the point where I'd read what the title is. Um, and Adam Lalana is a footballer for Liverpool. Great. So this it's is... the curse of Lalana. What you've really set me up for some really great content. Well, I'll tell you what as the a original film horror about. film fan. Right, exactly. We're, we're putting you to the limit here. Oh. So it's about um, 1970s LA. There's this ghost, La Lorona. La 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 Lorona. It's stalking the night and the children, ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother. They have to get a priest involved, obviously. Yeah. So, a uh, creepy footballer. Do you think... He's cursed. Do you think La Llorona... <gasps> there was a curse in football. What? The Aaron Ramsey curse. What's the Aaron Ramsey curse? Every time curse? he scored, yeah? a famous person died the next day. What? It happened like five times in a row, six times in a row when he scored. Why didn't we stop him? He couldn't be stopped. <laughs> they, they, at one point, they trialled having four goalkeepers. <laughs> I really like that as a film idea. <laughs> so, Aaron Ramsey was killing people with his cultured left foot. Um, it's the deadliest weapon in football. Is it? Yeah, I think he killed a pope. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to get a list of confirmed Aaron Ramsey kills. <laughs> but he's not. I mean, All right, whilst you're doing that, I'm going to. I don't think the name Lalorona like particularly strikes fear in the heart of people. Is <laughs> no. Uh, what are you going to tell a kid that the, the Lalorona? Lalorona. That's how you summon it. Actually, so we better be fucking careful. I hope you've locked that studio door. That's how they summon it in the film. <laughs> uh, have you found these Aaron Ramsey murders? Uh, Eric Bristow. <laughs> Robin Williams. Oh, no, what? Oh, God. Aaron. Do, uh, do you think Aaron has a say in who dies? Stephen Hawking. Ken Dodd. <laughs> US Senator Ted Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> Osama Bin Laden. 
<laughs> Steve Jobs, Gaddafi, Whitney Houston, Ray Williams, Paul Walker, Robin Williams, David Bowie, Alan Rickman, he really Nancy Reagan, Bruce here. Forsyth. If you were an, if you were what a, a list that what, yeah. what links all of them? Are they some sort of secret organisation <laughs> that he's slowly destroying? Oh, lovely! There you go. Oh wait, so he scores a goal. He only allows himself to kill a member of the Illuminati after he scored a goal. Oh, so you don't think the act of scoring the goal it's not kills a curse. him? Oh, he just goes and assassinates. It warms him up. <laughs> he just, he just really limbers him up, ready to. His goal celebration is yeah. murdering a prominent. <laughs> Pick it with popular culture. Oh, the, like the corner flag. Yeah. He takes the corner flag out and it's got a very sharpened end. <laughs> and coincidentally, one of those people is always in the crowd. <laughs> all celebrities like wearing but suits of armour to watch the The Arsenal game. fans are all sworn to secrecy <laughs> and they've just kept it under wraps. And one of them will invite a celebrity to each game for Aaron Ramsey to uh, murder ritualistically. Oh, hey, it's fine. And he's off to Juventus now, so he can murder some prominent Italians. Yeah, great. Mm. See how we get some. Name me some prominent. Silvio Berlusconi. That's that's literally my thought as well. Right, what about this one from Colin? Colin doesn't always pipe up, but when he does, I think he absolutely smashes it. Extremely wicked, wicked jungler's massive, shockingly (laughs) evil and vile. (laughs) Zach Efron plays Ted Bundy during his poorly thought out career in drum and bass. That's the best film title we've ever had. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know if there's much to, to, to kind of go off on that. It's just brilliant. It's really, really, really fun. Have you seen Extremely Wicked, Violent, Shockingly Cruel and Bad? Sad. And, and really, really sad. And, and a shame. And, and a shame. And quite smelly. Yeah. Oh, I imagine so. Bundy, he was a, de- a decapitator? He wasn't the head shagger. I don't know. Who's the big, who's the other, who's the most famous US one? Sorry, Bundy. The most famous US. Come on, the guy. Manson. No. Well, Manson is the most famous. But actually, he didn't really. He wasn't really doing the murders. He was just a cult leader. Exactly. He yeah, yeah. Who's you're gonna know as soon as I say it. You're gonna think oh, yeah. Dharma, Jeffrey Dharma, oh. Jeffrey Dharma. He was a necrophiliac. He, mm, Jeffrey Dharma would chop off the head and shag the head. That's I'm not kind sure. of necrophilia, isn't it? They're dead and he's shagging. <laughs> I hate this. That so oh. the uh, Ted Bundy film is called Incredibly Shocking, and, and the Jeffrey Dharma film is called They're Dead and he's, <laughs> he's shagging. shagging. Because that's what the that's what the judge said in the courtroom. <laughs> Is it necrophilia? And the judge banged his gavel. He said, "Well, they're dead, and he's shagging." <laughs> Order. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, what about this one from Michael? Uh, knowing how much you guys love The Rock, send some rockability, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the Rock of Ages slash School of Rock. We've definitely done School of Rock. We've done School of Rock, 100%. Rock of Ages, I think we might have touched upon. But that film feels like a joke film we made up anyway. Yeah. Tom Cruise sings songs by Aerosmith or whatever it is. Yeah. It would have been better if it was... It would have been great if it was The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Which one do you... So, send some rockability. Yeah, I don't really understand sense and sensibility. Yeah. I mean, I like so the idea... I the think, Rock in a period drama. Exactly. The Rock hasn't, you know... He could. Uh, look, he's he's really hit the four main pillars of cinema. Muscles, explosions, cars, shaved heads. <laughs> <laughs> I was really yeah. struggling with like that four, fourth one. The four pillars of hip-hop. <laughs> but he hasn't done period drama. Not yet. But... Imagine him in a little... Uh, it'd be fun. Little tights and a suit. I'd like it. And because the, the thing is, the res- the clothing of those days was definitely very restrictive. So any time he flexes, he spends half of the film with like ripped arms. I like it. I'm into it. And does he? Do we get like a course a course chart or a horse cart? Do we get a horse cart race? I think what it is is it's like uh, a horse cart race. Is a very fun idea. I think there's a well-to-do English family. Yeah. They've just found out they've got this American cousin. Oh. And so they're inviting him to come and stay with them at their lovely English mansion. Brilliant. And he's the rock. Of course. And so he gets up to loads of the rock-based stuff. Oh, brilliant. He's really clumsy because everything's so dainty. Like, yeah. there's a great bit where he's drinking from a tiny cup. Of- We're talking about the rock like he's like the Incredible <laughs> Hulk size. <laughs> oh. But he's a man. He is the- <laughs> he's definitely just a man. I don't even know how tall he is. What, six foot three or something? He's not like, although all actors are short. Did we mention yeah, he's a giant? He's massive in this film. <laughs> so Michael did mention, he put that in brackets. By the way, in this one, he's, really he's big. a giant. Yeah. Even for The Rock, he's big. Fair enough. Um, and then he falls in love with uh, Kira Knightley, I assume. Yeah, one of them. Colin Firth. Judy Dench. Oh, Dench. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, it's got to be Judy Dench. He falls in love with Judy Dench. And Judy Dench bestows her fortune upon him. She's like an old Miss Havisham type. Thought she'd never love again until she met the rock. She builds him a special shed to live in because he's so big. And he's getting bigger. That's that's also something we haven't mentioned. He's At all times, growing. he's getting bigger. It's like a Benjamin Button thing. He's and he doesn't constantly... realise that it's Judy Dench's love that's making him grow. <laughs> so, event- so he has to leave her. Oh, and, then when he- and then when she dies, he becomes normal size. Becomes normal size and very rich. Oh, very good. All right, before we get to our own, I've got an absolute beast here. As mentioned earlier, we have a listener from Wales. Very exotic. That is cool. Um, he's called Tom. A, f- a foreign international listener. For, for those who haven't listened, uh, who maybe joined us recently, he hasn't contributed for a little while. So Where have you been, Tom? <laughs> exactly. Um, so to kind of give some context to Tom, he sends us extremely long suggestions Usually based around furniture. Not a lot to do in Wales. And it's also worth noting about Tom that he his job is farming mussels. <laughs> not 
related to the rock idea we just did. Like actual from the sea. We don't know what he muscles. does on the weekend. Mool, as you would call them, John. I would call them mool. But actually, interesting fact about Tom is he is swole. Um, yeah, that's why he's known as Muscles Tom. <laughs> it works both ways. It's very clever. Right here we go. I I promise you this could be this could take a while because I genuinely haven't read this. I thought I'd save it to read in inverted commas live. Hi guys. Yes, that's right. I'm back. So let me explain. <laughs> Much like jellyfish, my body shuts down during winter. There you go. Explains his absence. Where you been? He knows we've been wondering where he is. My brain gets so cold it has to level down to about ten percent of its usual power, which, as you know, will only provide me with good to mediocre movie <laughs> ideas. And that's just not good enough for your show. Has he heard the show? (laughs) But the thaw is over, and I'm able to provide you and your listeners with another astonishing summer of thrills, action, and suspense. You've only got seven episodes left, mate. (laughs) Film ideas of such calibre that if they were ever released on DVD, they could only be purchased by someone who owned at least six acres of land. (laughs) (laughs) Blockbuster's uh, rental policy was mad. Uh, And had access to a DVD player made from solid gold. I call this delightful little tale The Soup Maker. Oh, so it's not about furniture. That's good. That's interesting. One day, just an ordinary guy decides to open up a soup cafe in the heart of our nation's capital, Milton Keynes. <laughs> Things are going great. Business is booming, and pretty soon he becomes the number one soup maker in Milton Keynes. What was the competition like out of interest, Joe? What are you thinking? It's a pretty soup heavy part of the world, actually, Milton Keynes. Uh, in partic- That's why they call it the Milton Keynes Bowl. <laughs> Go on. Come on! That was your final joke. <laughs> In particular, his chicken and mushroom soup with black pepper is a very big seller. There's just one problem. Most of his customers are dying. <laughs> and he's got rats in the basement. <laughs> that's, that's two problems. That is two problems, yeah. Oh, unless they're related somehow. There is no stopping his sales of chicken and mushroom soup. Just to let you know, Joel, we're about a third of the way through. Good, good. <laughs> So he grabs some rat poison off the shelf. It's right next to the pepper. Uh... Oh, of course it is. It always is. <laughs> and heads down to the cellar to sort the rats out and then continues to sell his chicken and mushroom soup sprinkled with delicious black pepper. Unbeknownst to him, but beknownst to us, a police... T- I mean, obviously. Beknownst to us. I've never heard something that's been beknownst. <laughs> Uh, a police detective is on the trail and pretty soon he thinks he knows what's going on and why Milton Keynes has seen a 45% drop in population since the cafe opened. So he heads to the cafe to confront the soup maker. When he comes face to face with him, he tells him, I know people have been dropping like flies since you opened up this shop and I'm pretty sure you're the culprit. Page two. <laughs> but wait, officer, the soup maker says, surely you don't want to arrest me on an empty stomach? <laughs> Perhaps you're right. I'll have a little something first. What do you recommend? Why not try our chicken and mushroom soup? <laughs> fade, fade to black. So something interesting happened in the middle there where he supposedly incorrectly poisoned the soup. And then at the end, he knew that he was poisoning his customers. Oh, yeah. There's a real plot oh. hole here. Unless, Tom, you're suggesting he knew all along. And Maybe, for some reason, yeah. he liked covering rats in pepper. <laughs> it's just a basement full of rats sneezing (laughs) ratatouille hey that's Uh, a fucking good joke come on and that was also a a moment of silence for that joke 
Uh, the end. Uh, note, there was a deleted scene where the soup maker goes down to the basement the next morning after putting down the rat poison and discovered the rats are still alive but sneezing. No way. <laughs> I promise you. That's when he figures out he's been putting rat poisons on the soup and feeding the rats pepper, but sales of the soup was so good that he just decided to keep doing it. Fucking hell. He's just... Tom thought of his own plot hole. Fair Corrected play. it. Fair play, Tom. Unfortunately, this scene took away the ambiguity of the character as to whether he was intentionally killing his customers or not. So after a board meeting with over 900 executives, <laughs> it was decided to be removed from its theatrical release. Tom, superb. you've done it again. That was amazing, Tom. Superb. That was great. That's. Uh... Did you accidentally say superb? Superb. <laughs> no, I definitely said that on purpose. <laughs> I don't want to that's, do my own idea. That's the level that film the email should aspire to be, I think. <laughs> hey, what about our own ideas? Oh, go on. Here's my one. Spider-Man Far From Homer. Now, I know what you're thinking. Simpson. Simpson, right? And you, that's Philosopher. right. Philosopher. Well, well, no, no, no. Right. The thing is, this uh, makes... A, a home run in baseball. So, Spider-Man's with Sony, but his live-action things are with Disney, and Disney just bought Fox, who owned The Simpsons. So, what I'm saying is this could feasibly happen. It could. And in, I mean, I've seen Into the Spider-Verse. It felt like in that film anything could happen. Very if true. If The Simpsons had popped up at one point, I'd have been down with that. Well, so he goes to Springfield, but Homer can't be there. Mm. He's, Spider-Man's far from Homer. So maybe he's not in Springfield. Maybe it's actually just a normal he's, sequel. He's, and he's just really far away from wherever Homer lives. <laughs> yeah, he's in Europe. He is in Europe. So there you go. The Simpsons go to Europe. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to say it's a bad idea. Thank right, you. here's mine. Um, it hasn't got a name yet, but we'll think of a name. Can we just go back and edit it in? So uh, Muscles Tom idea was mine. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, Muscles Tom doesn't exist. Yeah. He is all of us in a way. Um, so a woman's been defrauded out of hundreds of thousands of pounds by someone pretending to be Jason Statham. What? It's true. It's happened. She was looking at his Facebook page and someone popped up saying, hey, I'm Jason. I need some money. But what? Like, I haven't been paid for a film. You know, I need some money. And she's given him hundreds of thousands of pounds. In the article, she won't tell how much it is, but it's hundreds of thousands of pounds. Uh, so this film is a film about Jason Statham taking down himself. You know how oh. in like video games, the hardest enemy is like a metal version of yourself? Yeah. This is what this is. He has to track down and kill fake Jason Statham. Oh, so it's not just some like random guy on a computer. It's actually a different Jason, Jason Statham yeah. in a world where he isn't a movie star. Exactly. He comes from an alternate reality. That's what I was thinking. <clears throat> Multiverse. Multiverse Statham. Yeah. And so Statham has to fight loads of different iterations of himself. Oh, what? What? Including a fraudster. Oh, so the fraudster's just the beginning. Yeah, big time. When he goes to kill him, he's like, this is just the beginning. Yeah, he's like, there are, me- there are so many of us. If you kill an alternate reality, Jason Statham, you open up the multiverse of Jason Stathams. And they will just keep coming. They're all quite similar. One's got a little bit more hair. One's a little bit out of shape. Good, good, good. One has a scar. One has, one's got a really sort of high-pitched voice. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. He had an accident as a child and punched Hey, I think Muscles Tom's kind of killed the mood in this podcast because his idea was so good. All right. If Muscles Tom provides one again, we're putting it fucking after the episode finishes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's completely destroyed us. I hate us. you, Tom. He's destroyed you. us. No, Tom's the best. I love you, Tom. That's the problem. We're not good enough. Uh, next week, I tune in to the Muscles Tom podcast, formerly With, known. Uh, featuring emails from two guys called Joel and John. <laughs> uh, right. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, there's a knock, knock, knock at the studio door. And we know who's entering the studio, don't we? Yeah, well, some delicious soup. <laughs> Is that pepper? Hey, what well up, man? Thank you. Uh, I I made three good jokes in that episode. So yeah. If you want to, two of them tweet, tweet me them. Two of them new. <laughs>
One of them just from the Greatest Hits compilation. Alexa, what's on my shopping list? You have one item on your shopping list, butts. But what? But what is it? But what is it? I know, Alexa. it's quite annoying she doesn't commit to saying butts. <laughs> Alexa, add butts to my shopping list. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener